0: Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Rachel Binkley, a registered dietitian who found how important nutrition was in her life being a gymnast and that led her to seek out dietetics as a profession. She didn't think she would like the clinical nutrition aspect, but found out quickly she could be the good guy in the hospital with her patients. Still early on in her career, she is starting a new professional adventure and also serves a community of helping others end restrictive eating. Please enjoy my conversation with Rachel. Rachel, I am very excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for taking time to hang out and share with me all about you today. Of course, I'm happy to. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, I was thinking about um, how we kind of got connected and just randomly, of course, through <laughs> social media, which is the, the connector of all connectors lately. Of but, course. <laughs> I'm glad that we did and I'm, I'm excited to kind of learn more about you and your journey to dietetics, so maybe take me back to when you were kind of figuring out life's kind of plan for the beginning of your your career, and how did you get kind of yeah. interested in dietetics? What what kind of happened there?
1: So I actually grew up competing gymnastics, and that's what first got me interested in nutrition. I was able to see firsthand that, hey, when I eat these foods, I feel a little better. I have some more energy or vice versa, Um and as I became more competitive, nutrition became a bigger role in that path for me. Um, I thought the idea that of sports nutrition was super interesting, and then I learned that that was an actual career path. Um, so when I started looking at schools, I started looking at their programs and what it meant to really be a dietitian, and it sounded like something that was the right fit for me.
0: That's awesome. So did you work with a dietitian when you were in
1: gymnastics at all? I did when I got to the collegiate level. However, before that, I did not.
0: Gotcha. I always kind of wonder because it's like, I feel like, don't you feel like looking back that wouldn't that have been so beneficial if you would have had that Um, intervention back then? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Instead (laughs) of trying to navigate it on your own.
0: Yes. Did you feel like you navigated it well
1: as a teen and in your younger years? Yes, it was definitely a learning curve, but I mean, it kind of works well with your body that way Um, as you're developing in high school. And then when you get to college, there's a little bit of a difference in uh, the quantity of exercise and then kind of learning what that balance brings. Sure. Well, yeah, balance. (laughs) We're we're also trying to figure out balance. Uh
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So you did collegiate Gymnastics as well, and studied because yes. it, it's like a whole nother
1: full time job. Oh, definitely! I think I learned my time management skills through that. <laughs> I um, give one hundred percent of the credit to gymnastics.
0: You would have, I mean, like I think of college athletes, and I just, just a whole nother world that I, I mean, I could barely get through college just doing a part time job and. And school. So then I think about you all that do sports. I'm like, that's like a full time job plus and then schooling is just crazy. It is
1: definitely similar to having a job because that <laughs> schedule is very strict. <laughs>
0: do you look back and kind of think, oh, my gosh, how did I get through
1: that? <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been very interesting because or to see what it would have been like working throughout college at like say, a serving job, something like that, something Mm -hmm. maybe nutrition-related in a nursing home, Uh, just see what the difference was. But I mean, very thankful for that opportunity. Yes, yes. So where did you go to college
0: then? When you were navigating schools, what did you land on?
1: I ended up going to Western Michigan University, and that's in Kalamazoo.
0: Gotcha. Are you from that area then, or?
1: No. No? Okay. I didn't Uh, think so. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, so that was a huge shift for me with the weather especially. (laughs) I can't say I stayed in that weather for too long, but it was nice while it lasted to get some seasons. Sure. But then you were like, okay, time to move on. So you, did you do your internship there as well? Or was that the Okay. No, I I moved around a little bit. So my internship was in Statesboro, Georgia. Um, It was through Georgia Southern University. However, most of my rotations were actually in Savannah. So there was a little bit of a drive back and forth there.
0: Gotcha. And was it, did Georgia draw you in just because of you wanted to move? Or was it the internship that drew you in?
1: So... I have some family that's um, around the Atlanta area, so I was looking at all of the programs in Georgia, and then I found interest in the one in Statesboro. Figured a couple hours isn't bad.
0: Yeah, that's not too bad. (laughs) So you (laughs) kind of hit, like, all areas of the United States. You're kind of, like, doing, like, a little V. Yes. an an (laughs) inverted V across the United States. So obviously, you stayed in the Savannah area. So kind of tell me, what did you, when you were done with your internship, what were you thinking about when it came to your your job your first job
1: yeah so during my internship I was terrified to do my clinical rotation I thought I was going to hate it um (laughs) turns out that wasn't the case everyone tells you that you find your interests and you got to try a little bit of everything um which is perfect for the internship program because you do get a little bite here and there um so I was looking for clinical however I was open to other options I ended up, my first job was with WIC at their clinic, and it was on base. So that was a great opportunity of meeting some families. Unfortunately, it was remote, though. (laughs) Oh,
0: was it? Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, not remote. Okay. I I misspoke. I was at the clinic. However, we were calling in for our appointments. So you couldn't see the kiddos in person.
0: That's no fun. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's hard. It's You're not that it's not part. Fun. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the part that you get into it for is to h- see the kids. And the yes. So how yeah. did you, did you like that? I mean, was the whole job remote at that time? Or did you ever get the opportunity to have hands on?
1: So no, unfortunately, they were still doing that probably a year after they left. I was at WIC for about six months until another job, job opportunity came up. Um, we were calling, I really did like the job though. I think being able to help a whole family with their situation and add your little two cents to what they think might be a tiny little problem, but they're so thankful that you made that process work for them because really sometimes it's just brainstorming. Um, if a kid's not eating, um, if there's difficulties getting veggies in their day, iron rich foods, things like that. um, If they hear some ideas that can really make a difference and they're absolutely thankful for your time. And of course um, the assistance that WIC can provide, that was very, um, it's a great learning experience as well to see what we actually give them, how far it can go and how that kind of differs from pregnant mother to postpartum mother and all the kid age groups as well. I like that. I
0: like that you called it brainstorming (laughs) because that's a really great approach when it comes to just, you know, feeding children. I think that you just have to kind of like sit down and, you know, really get a good story and kind of see where they're at and then, Offer your expertise.
1: Absolutely, it is not a one size fits all approach. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, when did you when did you kind of decide that you were going to be moving on to the
1: next adventure? So, about six months into that job, I had an old internship preceptor reach out to me about an opening, and it was actually my favorite um, rotation of that year I guess it was my clinical rotation the one that I was not expecting to like <laughs> um, but they had a job opening and she asked me if I was interested and I said well absolutely um, so I ended up going there
0: that's awesome she thought of you
1: yes that that meant a lot and the other dieticians spoke highly of me so it was a good start I knew exactly what I was jumping into what the job description kind of looked like in that workplace environment
0: that's awesome. You It's a very big compliment to you, too, if you do have an internship preceptor that thinks of you for a job position.
1: Yes, very, very thankful for that.
0: So is that is that what you're currently doing then, or have you switched to another position? I,
1: that was, is what I'm currently okay. doing. I However, thought so. I'll be making a little switch next month coming here.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you're in clinical currently. And is it in a hospital setting? Are you in an outpatient setting? What are you kind of doing currently before your switch?
1: Right. I am in an inpatient hospital setting. Okay. And more specifically, I am on med surge and rehab floors all cross cover in the ICU and all that good stuff. But my primary job is in rehab and med surge. Gotcha.
0: So you're like, so you're like the jack of all trades in the
1: patient. It's kind
0: of <laughs> yes. like you have to know everything because I'm, I'm assuming you're, you do on calls on weekends and things like that as well.
1: Yep. Weekends every once in a while. And the weekend days are definitely the ones where we'll overlap the most because we're seeing who needs to be seen yeah. right away. Those that are at risk, consults, et cetera.
0: Is it a pretty big hospital?
1: I would say so, but I also don't have a ton to compare it to since that's I did true. Internship <laughs> at this hospital. How many? Do you know how many beds it is?
0: I don't. Okay, beds usually can kind of help give people a reference. But so,
1: how are you? Are you still loving clinical? Are you still feeling like that's a great place for you? Yeah. I, well, I really do like clinical. I like being able to go into a patient's room and needs a good guy, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> they get people walking in there, poking them, giving them bad news. And I, I'm just seeing how I can make their day a little easier food-wise. Or if they can't eat, hey, let's do it from a tube so you don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's another great way to approach it. I just want to be
1: the good guy. I'm going to help you. What can
0: I help you with With food or anything? Yeah. (laughs)
1: And maybe it's selfish, but I really like making someone's day and being that good guy.
0: I can see your personality just like radiating to these people. So they're probably (laughs) like, oh, she's a nice one. She's like, you said, she's not going to poke me. And she's not going to take blood for me. And she's not going (laughs) to tie up to something that I don't want to be tied to. Exactly. Sometimes
1: it catches them off guard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite part about clinical? Um... Besides being I, a good guy, do you like the like the medical, like, do you like
1: the science aspect? Do you like the hospital setting? Right. I mean, of course, I like being the good, good guy, but I do like the challenge of it. I feel like I'm able to use almost all of the parts of my education to go and you're constantly learning for tube feedings um IV nutrition things like that I feel like you're maximizing your skills and that there's always room to grow when it comes to like a specialty in a hospital
0: that's and that's come a long way since you since for someone I guess like for someone who didn't really think they would like clinical that's (laughs) interesting that you had you have such a tie to it now
1: yeah, I think the challenge was probably intimidating, and then mm-hmm. I realized that I really do like a challenge. That's good. That well, Then you're in the right place, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many patients do you see in a day? Do you kind of have an average? or?
1: Yeah, I would say 10 to 15. It definitely depends on the day. Those weekend days are a little different. Um, but... You see them every three days to a week. Hey, sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to see them every day, depending on what's going on. Yes. Never know.
0: (laughs) Do you have, um, how many co-workers do you have? How many dietitians do you work with?
1: So we have three full-time dietitians, and then two part-time that they do a job share. So there ends up being about four of us in there at a time, but five overall
0: catch up that's I used to work in clinical as well and that was kind of our team was about that okay. size yeah and we had we were in a pretty big hospital we had a we were a trauma center too and we probably okay. could have used like three more dietitians, but that wasn't gonna happen <laughs> I don't know Ace. if you ever feel that way Home
1: days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> depending on the new admits and things that are going on
1: yep how full that EV is <laughs> yes
0: oh my gosh do you can you share what your switch will be in a month bu- in a month or are yeah, you still of
1: okay. course. um everything's pretty much set up to go i'll be working as a fitness dietitian for a chain of gyms and it'll be a remote job um Ooh. so i'll be meeting clients online um Kind of more outpatient counseling, that type of thing. But, I mean, I've always been interested in the fitness, nutrition kind of area. So, I figured it was an opportunity I could not pass up. I
0: was going to ask you if you were kind of still leaning somewhere
1: in the future into that sports yeah. nutrition. Yeah. It's hard because I do love clinical, but it, I can't pass up the opportunity. I got to at least compare them after the fact.
0: Yes. Well, and I mean, you, since you're an athlete yourself, too, I think that that lends to you being, you know, one step kind of further in that specialty of sports nutrition.
1: Yes, it helps, especially relating to people who are moving along with their fitness journey, you can kind of have a little more empathy for the challenges, know what to expect with some of their stories. Sure. How did you, that's an interesting remote. So where
0: are the, are the gyms all over the United States? Or are they kind of in your area or how does um, that work for you?
1: They're starting up towards Minnesota. However, it does sound like there's a lot of room for growth. Um, so I'm oh, interested to see where it goes moving forward. I'm getting my Minnesota license right now. Ooh. All those <laughs> Paperwork type things worked out thank gosh you don't have to move there that would be like going
0: back to Michigan right
1: <laughs> yes that is not something that I'd be super interested in so the remote <laughs> position worked out very well in this uh, yeah, case.
0: yeah that's awesome so you will stay in Savannah then is that kind yes. of the plan
1: yes yes Savannah love it here. Is
0: so amazing gosh I love that <laughs> city I can see I can see why you want to stay there
1: <laughs> yes I I couldn't have told you that when I came for my internship but I knew when I got here. <laughs> so
0: you also like have a passion if, just on your Instagram. I know that you have some passion too there. Do you want to share kind of like what you like to share your personal kind of, uh, yes. is that more of a personal kind of page that you do on Instagram or what is that kind of for you? Or is it just another kind of offset of you as a dietitian.
1: Yes. So when I was working for WIC for my first job, I started s'moresatisfaction.com um i am someone that has struggled with restrictive eating in the past um and that was another interest of mine i knew that there is so much misinformation when it comes to nutrition Mm -hmm. on the internet so that website started with some blog posts um webinars and then of course there's the social media presence where you're just trying to um reach an audience that can really relate and benefit from the information that you're bringing I am working on some like modules um, that could possibly be an option in the near future talking about how to bring nutrition into your life without it being a restrictive thing without it being stressful because we want our meals to satisfy us we want them to have a bunch of nutrients they don't have to be smaller isn't that be- or smaller isn't better that kind mm-hmm. of thing Let I love that one. I love and I love how you I, I could kind of tell that
0: you were probably you offer a lot of advice and you offer a lot of tips on reducing restrictive eating on your mm-hmm. social media page it's interesting about the webinars and the modules like are you is this coming from a place of just your own passion is it it's coming from a place of you see a need where does this kind of spark for you
1: I I think there's a group out there that isn't necessarily in the place where they're ready for one-on-one or even group coaching. And they just, they're at the point where they want to go through it on their own. It's a private thing because, I mean, eating can be very emotional. Mm. And if you are stuck in that place where nutrition's confusing, you know you want to make a change, um, but you don't know necessarily what that change looks like for you. I think that that type of resource could be really helpful
0: I like that because I feel like that's you're kind of like you're hitting on something there because I feel like people that are not quite ready to like dive in too deep but they still want to get some information and like you said Mm -hmm. do it privately on their own so that's like the perfect offering
1: yeah I think it varies from some of those out there because there are definitely a lot of opportunities for the coaching counseling type um programs however I feel like sometimes you don't even know when you are you don't know what your concern is you're struggling with nutrition and sometimes that needs to be by yourself and maybe yeah. there's counseling moving forward but sometimes that extra step
0: interesting I like that because I think that there's a lot of people like that so do you if you have individuals that go through like your webinars and they're on your website and they're reading your blogs and they're gonna do the modules do you Is there a follow-up level for you? Like, can they work with you eventually? Or how do do you see that kind of happening for yourself?
1: Down the line, yes. I think I need those modules and webinars to be organized to where they're (laughs) ready to go for everyone. And then once those are set in the way I like them, then we could possibly open up the individual coaching. I believe that would come before group coaching. Um, But I'm not sure yet. Yeah, you're kind of
0: playing around with
1: that. Yes, trying to figure out what there's demand for out there.
0: And balancing it with your full-time job too, right?
1: (laughs) That too. (laughs) Because that's always like, how
0: do you get all the things done when you're working a full-time job as well?
1: Yes, (laughs) you want to do everything, but there's only so much time
0: right right and you have to have like some of that downtime too to like enjoy enjoy life a little bit yes I (laughs) would never like to admit it but it's very true (laughs) (laughs) so kind of you see your the future is like kind of just really beginning for you then you're you're switching jobs so you're going to start a new adventure that way you're kind of still doing your own thing on this side too is there anything else that you kind of see or want for your future
1: I definitely want to dive in to my education further. I always like learning and bringing more um, value to my clients, whoever that may be. And so if I do like this fitness nutrition route, I would like to become further qualified, look at some credentials, whatever that may be, not sure which path to take. Um, But I do want to become more specialized so that my target audience gets a little smaller and I can provide them some more information.
0: That's awesome. Do you feel like you'll go back and get like further like formal education? Are you kind of thinking more of like the certifications and specialties
1: that way? Right now I'm thinking more of the certifications, but I am definitely not opposed to going back to a university and going through a program that way.
0: Who knows? Maybe you'll end up doing sports nutrition at a university
1: somewhere and they'll pay for
0: it. Uh, (laughs) Well, that would be
1: a dream. Wouldn't that be awesome? Absolutely ideal.
0: (laughs) Do you think is it the CSSD? Is that the, is that the American Dietetic Association one? Is that kind of one that you're looking at or is there others? I really don't know what other kind of certifications there are. I'm definitely
1: looking into that one the most, trying to see what the qualifications are and if that's really the route I want to take
0: because there is I mean like there's so many I feel like there's so many other certification opportunities out there yes. you know like <laughs> it's so hard to like dig through the noise and say okay is this one like legit is this run record like would this right. be recognized and like how that much one is I'll, this going to help how me much this, <laughs> yeah how much is it going to help me how much is this going to cost like how yeah. much time <laughs> do I need to spend how do I have to take an
1: exam like all those things yes absolutely because again only so much time in the day and you want to Make sure you're doing the certification or whatever type of program it is. That's right for you. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Do you, when it comes to like sports nutrition, is there a certain area? Do you, I mean like you're gymnastics, like you were a gymnast. So is there a certain area that you like, that you really resonate with as far as athletes or are you really open to all types of athletes?
1: I'm definitely open to all types. However, I think there's a very strong need for nutrition when it comes to gymnasts because sometimes they will grow they will grow up hearing smaller is better. Hey, you need to lose a couple pounds. There isn't the correlation between these foods are nutrition. They'll fu- nutritious. They'll fuel you to get mm-hmm. to where you want to be. That's definitely an audience that needs it. But I know there are sports that are very similar. Any sport where there is that kind of restriction stigma over the top from coaches, outsiders, whatever it has to be, wherever your size is super relevant, I think that I can relate to. And so I can be a better resource for my clients.
0: I love that. I can see you totally doing like some private consulting with some of those people on the mm-hmm. side.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. that would be a dream job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're just brainstorming for your, of for this. <laughs> yes, yes, because you are early in your career. So the sky is the limit for you. Absolutely. I'm trying <laughs> to keep all my doors open. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, when you are thinking about going, so I was my, from my understanding, like sports Dietetics isn't like the easiest thing to kind of penetrate and get into. No. Is, there, is there certain like connections that you try to make or like, you know, groups that you belong to?
1: Yeah, I was with a group through the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics for a while. And that gave me very good research um, for that specific group. I um, got to look at webinars from professionals and things like that. However, I feel like a lot of it is making those connections through the workplace, and there aren't a ton of those. So I will probably need to look out for volunteer opportunities, things like that, really get my name out there and forming those connections so they know what my skills are
0: yeah I think that that's a tough one because like you said it's like you have to kind of find the people that are working in it to connect with those people and then co- make yes. those connections but I Absolutely. also think don't you feel like for community purposes too like you know you're in Savannah so there's probably tons of different opportunities you just have to probably like you said find volunteer maybe like find out where those groups are because yeah. they might not have that resource Hmm. yep I definitely agree it's a hard biz, but I think that we need more <laughs> of you all in it because, like, I, I feel like everyone's an athlete at some point in their life, you know, whether yes. it's an at-home athlete or a collegiate athlete or a high school athlete. I think that that kind of just a dietitian should span the existence of all
1: athletes. Absolutely. I think anyone can truly benefit from working with a dietitian. Um, doesn't matter if you just have a question, a couple questions here and there, or if you need someone to guide you along the way, thankfully nutrition is becoming a little more prevalent. So if you can get through some of that misinformation on the internet, yes, definitely (laughs) more to access that is helpful.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And you're going to be hitting a whole bunch of athletes in a month. Like you'll be hitting like of different type of athletes, which will be so interesting because they'll come from so many different walks of life. Yes, excited to see the variety there. Yes, I am excited for you. That sounds Thanks. so fun. So, so fun. Well, anything else that you want to share just for listeners that maybe you're kind of thinking and going into what you're going into? Or
1: just any advice for any dietitians that might yeah. be thinking of it? For all the future ID or er, RDs, I will share what past RDs have told me and that is keep an open mind during your internship because or even your first couple of jobs because what you think that you're going to like may not be the role that really stands out to you again I was terrified of clinical and I still can't <laughs> tell you why um, But <laughs> I found a passion and being that um, person that you can make someone's day I like the challenge of it there are a bunch of different parts that made that a perfect role for me starting out um liked working with wick because i was able to learn about those different age groups and helping them with some of the accessibility so really keep those doors open don't close off completely to anything
0: that's such good advice i need to remember that as a dietitian <laughs> who's been doing this for 20 some years too because you can get set in your ways and you can
1: get absolutely very- <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah. you can get very pigeonholed and very much, like you just can't think of the big picture and
1: that's really good advice. It's easy to do. It is. It is. Why do we do that to ourselves? (laughs) It's the type A personality. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) I think so too. Well, thanks for, well, you answered all
0: the easy questions. Are you ready for the hard questions? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Well, share with me
1: some foods that you enjoy. I love pasta, but chicken alfredo is definitely my favorite.
0: Mm, do you make it yourself, or is it like a
1: dine out situation? okay so it probably tastes a little better when it's out but I do make it myself (laughs) just a little different well yes it
0: always has a little different flair but that's awesome that you make it at home I'm scared to make that at home I just don't like I get I think I'll be disappointed because it doesn't taste it like it does when you dine out
1: yes the first (laughs) time I made alfredo sauce I'm like there's no way this is gonna thicken up (laughs) it's gonna be a waste of my time (laughs) and it didn't work out yeah, it did, which was pretty impressive, because I think I was trying to use low fat milk at that time. And oh. I mean, that doesn't make anything easier. <laughs> no, I know. And I think as dietitians, went, that's what we do. we like, oh, I can yes. make this a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit
0: more nutritious. And then we like yes. go off the rails with making it too nutritious. And it but then you remember good. the chemistry
1: that you learned. And yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> yes. not going to work. <laughs> yep. You're
0: like, that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> what about beverages that you enjoy? Uh, I did not grow up drinking like soda, juice, anything like that. And it did stick with me. So I'm very thankful that okay. <laughs> my yeah. mom implanted that at a young age. <laughs> uh, so I mostly stick to water. I really like coffee, iced coffee in particular. I don't care how cold it is outside. <laughs> um, I'll still be sipping on some cold brew or something.
0: Yes. cold. I think cold brew has changed my life. It's delicious. <laughs> so
1: good. <laughs> Can make it at home. Whether I do that or not, that's a different
0: question. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of great places in Savannah to go get coffee, right? Oh,
1: yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) Uh, What about scents or smells that you enjoy?
1: So when it comes to candles, which is what I think of first, I'm a big vanilla person, any kind of baked good that is changed mm. into a candle. I don't care if it's pancakes, uh, <laughs> macaroons. I love it all. Anything that smells like you should be able to eat it.
0: <laughs> so anybody that walks into your home is going to be like, what are you baking, Rachel? They're like Absolutely nothing. It's no. my candle. <laughs> Did it make you hungry?
1: That's so weird.
0: <laughs> That's kind of true, though. I'm sure you people do get hungry when they I, I know I get more like I had a candle that tastes or that smelled like cinnamon rolls I think I baked so many cinnamon rolls during that time because I just kept making me
1: think about them so yeah deadly (laughs) no that that sounds really good I would love the cinnamon roll one (laughs) uh what is something about you that not a lot of people know Okay this this is a rough question for me. However, I'll go to my uh, my go to answer is that I don't have an appendix or a gallbladder. So missing oh my some of those accessory organs. You you are was that for you young or when did that oh. happen? So my appendix ruptured when I was fairly young, oh, um, man. like third or fourth grade, I think, and then. Ooh. The year before I went to college it was like right before I actually took a little bit of time off over that summer I had my gallbladder taken out and that was more elective but there definitely would have been some problems down the line
0: sure oh my god gosh do you so you don't remember your appendix do you must not have had a, you must have had a lot of pain yes
1: i remember running to the bathroom at like a 90 degree angle and oh my mom would ask, do you want to go to the doctor no and then one day i'm like yeah yeah i think i'll go to the doctor
0: oh my gosh oh <laughs> my at gosh. that point it
1: was just a little too late but thankfully they took very oh. good care of
0: me <laughs> oh i'm sure you got all the ice cream and anything that you you were you had good guys <laughs> coming to you in the hospital giving you treats yes right? <laughs> I'm sure there was a dietitian somewhere there
1: probably was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <goodness>. And what <laughs> you joy in life, Rachel? Well, I've talked a little bit about this, but I'd say making other people happy. If I have something to do or I do something that can make someone's day a little bit better and I see that you're happy, it makes me truly happy.
0: Hmm. You can even tell that you just even in our conversation over the airwaves, like you're just (laughs) a very positive person. And even on Instagram, I can tell you're just full of
1: positive positivity and that's such a great trait to have. I try. It doesn't necessarily come easily towards myself, but others, I I push it out as much as I can. (laughs) Well,
0: you need to push that right back to you, too, on days that you just don't want to. Yes. (laughs) Definitely a learning process. (laughs) It is. It is. I know. It's not. We're always our worst critic, aren't we? We're like, yes, the hardest (laughs) on ourselves. But I think that's the personality. (laughs) Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I'm excited for you and the Thank next you. month and your future. And by the time this probably airs, you will have started your new job. So I wish you yes. the best of luck and
1: Thank I will you continue so much.
0: to be a fan from afar. And- <laughs> Maybe we'll keep in, a, in touch. <laughs> yes, for sure. And maybe we'll have to do another podcast to kind of see where you're at in like five years. Who knows? That, that sounds good. perfect. <laughs> you, might be, you might be like a sports dietitian for like a yes, national team. We never know. Oh
1: gosh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: I love Rachel's passion as a newer dietitian how she is very positive. She is very much a person who wants to help be of service, make people find joy in their food, in the hospital, outside of the hospital. I think that's such a great attribute for younger dietitians to be so positive and to be so open. I think her new adventure sounds like it's very much aligning with her passion for sports nutrition and also being an athlete herself. So it's fun to continue to watch her grow in her career as well. You can find her on Instagram, so make sure to go to the show notes and follow along with her fun tips that she shares. And also remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.